When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? Welcome to the Churros y Tacticas podcast. It is Friday the 9th, and yes, you heard this correct. It's churros for everybody, baby. On a Friday, you ask? Yes, indeed. We don't skip a churros, okay? We might be late, but as the saying goes, better late than never, folks. So we're going to give this a uh, two-part let's say, to our listeners, we're going give, to give our listeners a treat of hearing the free one. And then for all you lucky subscribers to our Patreon page, you got a juicy part two coming up as well. So as I said, better late than never. Keon is in the house as well. Thank you, Keon, for holding down the Ford. It feels like once again, an eternity since the last time that you and I have spoken. So much has happened since then. It's weird how the world doesn't wait for us, eh? The world just continues. Um, a lot has been going on. We're going to break it all down over this two-part Churros episode. Again, this one going out to everyone, all of our listeners, and then afterwards we'll break down further detail and get to your questions. I see that the Patreon page has blown up with your questions, so we're going to get to that in the part two. News moves so fast, Diego. Like, Man. it's just... Quick, quick, quick. It's been a busy week. Like, you know, it's funny because the season winds down and just when you think it's about to chill, you can relax. It's actually, I feel like, harder in the off season because there's an unpredictable nature. Like, during the season, you know, there's a game on this day, there's a game on this day, there's a game on this day. Da, 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 da. You, you map it out. It's like, oh, Bellingham's going to be announced on this day, or Benzema leaves this day. Like, that's it's just so volatile and unpredictable. So, you almost have to be like on call, and it makes it really difficult. So, like, it's been busy. Like, Wednesday night, we did an, a huge emergency Bellingham pat- podcast. Um, Emer- was it emergency? I mean, you knew he was coming, it was- kind of, but like, just also the fact that w- was what happened with Mbappe last year. You never know, man, you never know. Nothing is done until it's done. Sure. So um, it's been pretty busy, and who knows what's what's to come? I don't. I don't know. Uh, we you hope. Must be ecstatic. Hmm. Well, we hope that it's going to be a lot of emergencies 
this summer. Mm-hmm. Emergency Holland, emergency. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who else. Emergency Mbappe, emergency Kane. Kane. Bring them all. Emergency every day. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but like, yeah, it just we hope we're hoping. Like, yeah, thanks for uh, yeah for for Bellingham because you said congratulations or what? I don't know what you said. You must be excited. Mm. I'm excited, but we're also like kind of wary. Like, okay, who's gonna replace Benzema? Who's mm. it gonna be? Mm. Kind of worried about that man. Kind of worried. Mm. So, We've had, I feel like you guys have had so much time to think about this already, and I'm sure that all of the managing Madrid listeners will have been asking you guys that. You would have been discussing that on the podcast for time, um, especially this season where, you know, if last season, of course, he was the Ballon de Oro. Mm-hmm. Uh, the standout uh, striker in Europe this season is, is, is can we say a letdown? Uh, I think that's that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I would imagine that you guys would have been talking about his replacement already all season uh, with Haaland in particular off the map. Unless something crazy happens, you know who's who's been at the top of your list here. I mean, it, it must have been Harry Kane. It must have been. I, I I just I can't I can't think of any striker that would fit a playing style or a team even better uh, than Real Madrid or yeah a team like Real Madrid better than a player like like Harry Kane. So there's there's questions about this for part two for patrons, right? Uh, Sorry, but but. Just the top of my head, I mean, it's a really, really difficult market, I think. One, because yeah. it seems like it's like Harry Kane or bust for Real Madrid, which is a really tough position to be in because you're dealing with Daniel Levy, who is an absolute just stubborn, stubborn, stubborn guy who will make it as difficult as possible. <laughs> and they also come from a position of strength in negotiations because they know Real Madrid just, just lost Benzema and Harry Kane is a perfect replacement for Benzema stylistically and they need him. And then you also look at the other options that Real Madrid have. There's not many exciting names for that position. There's also a lot of confusion because do they want to wait till 2024 to get you know someone like Holland or Mbappe, which in my opinion is a mistake because you can't. Mm. That's such a huge risk. You need and you need somebody right now. It was less risky a couple of weeks ago because Benzema was theoretically still here. We thought he would stay one more year, and so it was less urgent at that point. You could get away with just okay signing a backup like Jose Lu, or maybe promoting Alvaro as the backup or. Uh, some of these lower profile strikers that we've been linked with, they're okay because it's just a backup, but now it's just more urgent. You can't just lose Benzema and not get anyone else in return. Mm. So there's Mm. just this, this news floating around of Rodrigo being the guy because you can't get anyone else. Like, okay, we'll sign a winger. We'll put Rodrigo as the false nine and, and call it a day, which is like kind of concerning. So there's a chance that we could not be good next year for this reason if we don't get a good striker. Well, there's always hope, of course, but uh, two things I want to address. One, based on off of what you said, Kian, one is this whole Daniel Levy, Daniel Levy, however you want to pronounce it. This, this I actually don't this know. I've never mystical... heard someone say it. I just say, I just say Levy. 
Lucas Levy, the other day yeah. said Levi, which threw me off completely. My brain just <laughs> got fried. Well, it, it is Levi's genes is spelled that but, way. No, isn't Le- it? that's I. That's what an I. Levi's. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, he, I feel like the Spanish media have uh, created this mystical, mythical figure, if you will, almost uh, on, on, uh, of Daniel Levy. And at the end of the day, you guys always got what you wanted. You got Modric, you got Gareth Bale. Uh, did you pay hefty sums of money? I don't remember what Modric went for. I, I would relatively con- cheap. I mean, probably cheap. Yeah, right. Because uh, I, I don't no matter remember. what, it was cheap given that how good he was. But yeah. exactly, and 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 Bale, of course, became massive news because he was more expensive than. Cristiano, even though yeah. again the Spanish media tried to hide that, um, but but uh, again, so yeah, at the end of the day, you guys got what you wanted. So what's going to stop you from getting somebody like Harry Kane, who I would imagine is aspiring to join a team with higher ambitions, with more greater possibilities for him to win uh, both collective and individual trophies, that, at, at, uh, you know, at, at, at a higher and play at a higher level, you know. What is your thought looking in on this as a as a Kool-Aid? Well, I, I think I don't see any reason why you wouldn't get be able to get somebody like Harry Kane. Do you need him to play ball? You know, probably. Uh, and by that, I mean he might have to force the move, um, which players in the past have often done for you know for Madrid for Barca as well but um and in the case that you know you you in the most extreme case where Madrid do decide to try to go all in for a Haaland in 2024 and say okay we're gonna move Rodrigo in the nine position it all now with the signing of Bellingham it almost makes sense because that way you can move Fede Valverde in the wing position, you know, on the right wing. And then you have your three midfielders in Chuameni, Camavinga, and Bellingham. So, you know, my question with, with Bellingham, with the Bellingham signing, what, you know, besides the, 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 the jealousy that I felt because, you know, what a great signing, what a fantastic player, both future and present. Po- prospect that you have now amongst the ranks was but who's going to be the sacrificial lamb oh my camera uh, who's going to be the sacrificial lamb right uh, you 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 have these great midfielders now that are uh the that are, carry up, uh, upon their shoulders the transition in that yeah the, the the transition from casimiro cross modric to now chuameni camavinga and Fede Valverde, but but now you know Bellingham has been added to that mix. So who will be the one that will be sitting on the bench, assuming, of course, that you will play with three three midfielders and and not four? I don't know, but yeah, like these are these are all interesting things you brought up. I I think part of the the problem and and, and part of the frustration that Madridistas have is like you said, well, this is an an opportunity to play Fede Valverde on the right wing, um, which by the way I. 
as much as that is a possibility, obviously, because we've seen it quite a bit under under Carlo, I think yeah. what what is even possibly more likely is you might see Bellingham as like the third attacker because he can play as an attacking midfielder. Hmm. Um, I think part of the frustration that Maradidis does have is that a lot of these quote-unquote solutions that have been put, put forth is just players playing out of position. <laughs> like... What is the what is up the solution to our left back rules? We'll put Kamavinga there. What is our solution? To the fact that right. we don't have a right winger, we'll put Fede Valverde there. Um, Lucas Vazquez has been turned into a right back over the last few years. Um, we've had we have fans right now being like, "Well, should we put Fede Valverde as right back? Like, what other options do we have? Like, like that's that's where we're at." And it's like that these can't be solutions. And then this report that. You know, Rodrigo is going to be made a striker as as the solution. All that stuff doesn't really sit well with us because sure. it is this constant. Now, if there's anyone who can reinvent players, it's Carlo. He has a good track record. Whether you go back to Pirlo, Di Maria, um, there's 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 a decent track record with Carlo doing this. Mm. But I don't think it's 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 the actual should be the plan A. I think it's like something you can fall back on situationally in games and that's fine but we need just players in their positions is is what we need you know so so rodrigo has never played as number nine no he has it's not mm. but as a, we've never seen it as a consistent striker and the things he lacks as a number nine to play that consistently is that he doesn't have the ability to like if you let's say compare him to Benzema. Can you do some of the link up stuff that Benzema did? Yeah, of course. Like outside of the box, Rodrigo is great. And he can score goals too and contribute. But Benzema was able to attack crosses. He was able to get on the ends of chances really well. His he was just great and he was a great finisher. Rodrigo, I think, had, lacks that frame and that ability to get on the end of things like a striker does. Mm-hmm. So you and what Rodrigo does so well is I think he can just contribute more as a as a roaming player and can play down the middle and create things outside the box and link link up with others. But I don't think he has the striker profile. So can he play there situationally? Yeah, I actually trust him to do that. But as game in, game out to give you 25, 30 goals, I don't think that's the solution. The problem is that if Real Madrid don't get Kane, it's like you look at the list of options and it's kind of underwhelming. I mean, yeah, I, I could see why you say that. Having said that, I mean, you hear names like Osimen often yeah. being mentioned and linked to to the Premier League, which is kind of why I, I didn't uh, take that into account as an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Osimen has proven to be a, a really a top striker. Uh, having done very well, uh, the, the one that the name that I'm seeing linked with Madrid is is uh, that kind of is a, a head scratcher for me. But that might be my complete sheer and utter ignorance uh, on this case is Havertz, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Yeah. Um, I also saw earlier, I think it was yesterday that there was clips of him, like there, there was something like I think Rudiger walked by. 
And then you see Havertz in the background and everybody got all excited on social media because they felt like it was a subtle message that I'm referring to a video. This was a video used by the club, by Real Madrid, mm -hmm. sort of a promotional video, if you will, or a video that they put out on social media. And they kind of focused on Havertz standing behind Rudiger. So everybody was getting exciting, excited, thinking that they were... Uh, tr somewhat announcing uh, the, 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 whether it's, it's the signing or the intention to sign that player. So that was the first time that that kind of came on my radar. And like I said, that was a, one, a surprise for me. But an OC man uh, could be a very interesting, I think, prospect or potential signing for, for mm -hmm. Madrid. So I agree with Osman. Like the thing is, it's it's not that there's not options you 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 pronounce it awesome i don't you know what yeah, it's yeah, fun yeah, yeah. i don't know i have no <laughs> idea diego it's funny because between the two napoli players the one i can't pronounce is awesome or whatever i can pronounce Kavarischelia more than i can <laughs> pronounce this guy and, and i probably even butchered that one too but i that that uh, awesome is the one i struggle with more actually um We just haven't been linked with him. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, exactly. And so, whatever the reason for that is, I'm not sure. Part I, I assume partly it's because of the price. Maybe there's some skepticism that he doesn't have a huge long track record of sample size. You know, he's been good for like three years or whatever, but you know, it's only last year that he really took a leap scoring wise. So, is it? Is he going to yeah. do that over the course of a few years? Right. Maybe there's some skepticism that combined with the price, but I don't know. But at this point, whatever we get is an upgrade to what we have, which is nothing. <laughs> we yeah. have nothing right now. So Lautaro Martinez, for example, is not a player that I'm that excited about, but is he better than what we have now? Yes. Um, other names, uh, you know, there's some younger profiles like Gonzalo Ramos. Um Young up and coming striker can put the ball in the back of the net. His like, name's like Julian Arbalez. Where I'm like, no, you're not gonna get him. I don't. I don't see that happening. Well, or, that's the thing. And names I, like T Timo Werner, where I'm like, surely not Timo Werner. I don't, I don't. Timo Werner is like the Timo Werner, Kai Havertz. Those names. Those guys are not gonna give you reliable goal scoring. So I share your head scratching with Kai Havertz. He's not gonna lead your line and score goals. Can he come off the bench and do some stuff? Outside the box, sure, I, that's a good squad player to have. But someone who's going to be your starting striker, I don't trust that. Um, Julian Alvarez, a lot of fans ask about him and, and suggest him. Suggest him a couple things. He is, I mean, not yet anyway, is not going to be... Like, you compare him to someone like Harry Kane. Harry Kane is a great goal scorer. Julian Alvarez is not a great goal scorer. Maybe he'll morph into something more one day if you give him consistent playing time. But Julian Alvarez, that's going to cost you not only an arm and leg, and it's probably going to cost you your head, your legs, your toes, yeah. your fingers, because he just extended with City. So, and City loved the fact that they have him coming off the bench. They don't need money. Why would they help Real Madrid? You know? Yeah. No, exactly. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, what about this one just occurred to me. I mean, you, you'll have to do some mental gymnastics to kind of fit them in. And most likely it would, it would leave you with Rodrigo at the number nine, but it would strengthen your, your right wing position assuming that that he could play there or you move Vinicius to the right and that's uh, a Neymar I mean somebody that you hail one of the best players in the world wow. still don't make me say no to Neymar because I love <laughs> Neymar I know you do that's what I, I really like Neymar um as far as like ex-Barca players go he's him and Ronaldinho are probably my two favorite ever but it's no. Oh, three, what happened four, to the best? Well, One three, of the best. Two, three Wasn't years. he in your top three? He was in your top three. I had him top five in December. Top five. <laughs> it was like a few months ago. Right. Yeah, that was just after the World Cup where he was amazing. I just can't trust his health and his, and his off-field professionalism. McDonald's, uh, McDonald's, McDonald's too. <laughs> and his McDonald's why, my, The first word that no, came to it, my it, mind was McDonald's. <laughs> because of that picture, right? Yeah. Madrid has a lot of Burger Kings and McDonald's. <laughs> Can't trust it. I ask, uh, ha- um, ask Eden Hazard, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for you to sign Neymar, these were, this is what you would have to, this is what would have to happen. You would have to have a GPS tracker on him. It would have to be in a contract. <laughs> no clubs. No, like, Bert, like there would have to be uh, a restraining order. Like, you'd have to, like, as soon as he sets foot inside a McDonald's or a Burger King or a Five Guys, it would beep. Like, Florentino would get the emergency alert on his phone at 2 a.m. He'd wake up. <laughs> it's the only way you could you could sign Neymar. That's this Neymar. Like if he was a little bit younger, a little bit more professional, yeah, for sure. Um, because we've actually seen him and Vinicius coexist too at, in the Brazilian national team, so it's tactically possible too. But no, way too risky. Also, P- PSG, like no. I don't like it's impossible. What have you ever able to, been able to negotiate with them in the Nasr Al Yeah, but they're field? desperate to let go of this man. I mean, uh, once again, desperate <laughs> enough to to give something to Real Madrid and even Barca. You know, like uh, you know, there was reports that after the the Messi no go, 
that all of a sudden Neymar was being tossed uh, our way once again. So mm-hmm. you could get him. You could get it. You could make your dream come true. Let me ask you this. I'm going to flip it to you. I'm going to flip this to you. What if Neymar was free right now? Would you take him back? Free? Like, what's he earning? I don't know. A lot. Because, I mean, his salary is ridiculous. Like, obviously, we we, we cannot... Well, that's that's actually the biggest barrier is his, is his salary. <laughs> right, exactly. Maybe not even PSG itself. Yeah, when does yeah. his contract run out? I think it's like 26. I think it's still... Has a, he has a couple of years left in it. I don't know if it's 25 or 26. 2025. Okay. Which, at, at that point, he's going to be, what, 33? I wouldn't touch him at that point. No, no chance. No, no, no. And I don't think many clubs, you know, at this point, want to really go the Neymar route. It's sad, but but you know, it's last time when we talked about him. That's kind of the point that I was illustrating. I was like, well, it's it's just it's Dunzos, man. It's another Brazilian superstar that a star that you know has simply faded too quickly for his potential. Also, uh, he's really shooting himself in the foot with the way he, uh, <laughs> the the way he kind of just treats himself, his body. Because uh, I wonder if, like, by thirty three, when his contract is up, will that hinder him from getting the last payday in the Middle East or MLS? Like, will he just be so broken at that point? They're like, ah, you're not worth the two hundred million we gave to Benzema, for example. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't expect him to get that kind of a payout. I do expect him to have. But on name suitors. alone, the name Neymar yeah. is such a massive name. Like exactly. So you know, you know, you're going to sell tickets. Uh, at least upon arrival, you know, the expectation will be huge because it's Neymar, and let's see what he does on the pitch. But you know, I just don't think you're going to get much production out of him and and it's as you said as well you know if if like in a cristiano you see that he is still somebody that takes his vocation his job very serious and um is 100 percent professional about it you know i you can pretty much guarantee that with a neymar that's the complete counter opposite it's the polar opposite case it's it's somebody who already now you know, ever since really he made his move from Barca to PSG, but also during his time with Barca was, you know, uh, known for his love for the nightlife, whether it was forcing yellow cards so that he could fly to Brazil to attend his annual sister's birthday party, which those must be epic fucking parties for him consistently every year, force his way to attend that. Wonder what goes on with the Neymars, but uh, yeah, I mean that, and that was during his prime, you know. And then while he went over, when he made his move to PSG, I mean, it's it's now how, how many seasons? It's like five consecutive seasons where he's never been able to finish the season due to injury problems, and you know, it's like, you know, you, yeah, like this is the thing. <clears throat> Neymar, like on the field and healthy, even at this age, is amazing. But here's the biggest problem why it's it's absolutely not worth taking the risk. 
the most he's ever played in his career in in domestically was the 15-16 season with Barca. 3,056 minutes. Since, this is, and this is crazy but not surprising, at PSG, he's never even hit 2,000 minutes. And this past season, he played 1,500 minutes. It was also, um, I mean, not bad, like 24 goals and assists altogether. But he's like, if you compare 15-16, the Barca season, which is his best season ever, he is not even close to that right now. Like not even, mm-hmm. and it's just getting worse and worse. It's declining. It's on a downward trajectory, and so exponentially, you could say, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of sad. Too bad. Another one. Uh, another one bites the dust, man. Another, another Brazilian, Brazilian biting the dust. Yeah. I I I I have so much admiration for the Brazilian people. They are truly like. I just want to say this. They are truly, and I have I have Brazilian friends. I can attest. The most pleasant and fun people to be around. Just such a joy. Always happy. Always just the life of the party. I enjoy being around them so much. But I just wish they would, when it comes to football, just, just age a little bit better. Just like it's, when you're like 25, just tone it it's down. It's true. Yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. So, so just to wrap up this this one, who's who's number one in your wish list then? Harry Kane. Of course. Not even close. Well, I think you'll get him. Uh, again, I, d- I don't see any reason why that shouldn't be attainable given the track record between Tottenham's Hotspurs and, and Real Madrid. Will you have to pay a pretty penny? Probably, but I'm sure I'll, that... I'll, I'll tell you why, I think. Hmm. Like, unlike... That it will happen. No, that it that it prob- possibly won't. Oh, okay. Unlike like the, the Gareth Bale situation, which you mentioned, with Gareth Bale, Ramjid was like at all costs. This guy is young. He is an absolute freak. Mm. Hit him in one wing, Ronaldo on the other wing. Whatever penny it, pennies it takes, gather him up. With Kane, it's like he's thirty. Florentino doesn't really have a big track record of signing 30-year-olds. Actually, this one actually blew me away. I knew it, but I never realized it was like this. Uh, Matt Wiltsey for Managing Madrid, he wrote an article. He went back and looked, and there's only one player ever that Florentino has signed at the age of 30 and oh. over. And that was Ricardo Carvalho. That was the only one he's ever signed oh, at wow. that age. Yeah. That's fascinating. And I was like, holy shit. So there's like a clear skepticism that Florentino has of, of players at that age. How old was Cannavaro when he, when he signed? Uh, he was the Ramon Calderon signing. Ah. So he doesn't count. Right. 
Um, so, and plus, like, you have, he's probably just absolutely scarred from Hazard, who was just 29, and he's probably wakes up every night, like, 3 a.m. with cold sweats. Like, ah, Hazard, Hazard. Like, probably, like. Is that McDonald's alarm going off? <laughs> so, I think he's probably, like, that coupled with Leva, Levy's uh, stubbornness could be a bad combination for this particular transfer to happen. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, so then it's all hopes on, on 2024 uh, possible Haaland Hendrik combo. Hendrik, Hendrik, who uh, I read was not getting, was sort of getting some sort of disciplinary action from his coach. He has been benched for the last, for the past few games, but now. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. But then yesterday came out in the game and, and scored a bunch of goals. So I, I I was hoping that you could shed more light on that or. Did, did I, I, I didn't there? know this. So. Okay. Uh, I don't know. But I'm, so you're not you're not following the the I mean, he he's a Madrid player now officially. Right? I know I, I'm not following him as closely as I should be to be honest. There's just too much. I have to kind of just pick and choose at this point. All like if he plays and scores, that's that's what I know about. Which I know he right. scored. He scored against uh, Barcelona SC that's a couple days one. ago. Yes, yes. <clears throat> but I'm just googling it now from like two three days ago. Yeah. Um, but I don't know enough about it to speak about it right now, to be honest. Okay. He's 16, man. When yeah, I was yeah, 16, well. I was jumping out of my, my window. <laughs> Is there footage of that? Please. Let's give it to our patrons. No, fortunately not. Back then, no. 2023, if that happened, I'm sure that someone will pick it up on camera. Uh, I did want to talk to you about a couple Barca things. And then uh, on part two, we're going to talk about Messi going to Miami and a bunch of other questions that came in. Why, why did I have to do the intro, by the way? I'm still, you left me Oh, because on Friday, I did the solo podcast for patrons and I said, if, if, because it was a Castilla Classico, Castilla Classico, that's what ah, I framed it as. Yeah, it was Castilla that. versus Barcelona Atleti. Tic. Atletic, sorry. Uh, big Classico for it was the first leg of the Segunda playoffs. I said if Barca win that, Diego will do the intro. If if Castilla win, right I'll on. do the intro. And right of course, on. yeah, uh, you guys won. That was a two. good game. You guys went up one nil. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. uh, then things got interesting. Well, it, part it got two really is this... annoying. But there's a second leg to be played, so hopefully Sunday, we'll have to yeah. make a comeback. But did you yeah. watch that? I did. Yeah. Did you? Were you impressed? With what? I don't know, the game, the quality? I mean, I, it was hard to enjoy it because I was just so annoyed with losing. <laughs> well, let's um, see what happens. I did, I think I took some notes. I think I had some notes about your team. I can't remember what they were now. I was impressed with a couple of players. I forget who was the one I was impressed with the most. Luis Me? Maybe. Um... Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Actually, I, I was I was supposed to call that game, and then I got taken off of it. Or I, I, I my boss shift my day rather my work day, so uh, I won't be calling that one. But but uh, was uh, secretly kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching the one on Sunday because 
you know, this is a huge, I mean, it's a huge game for both of us, obviously. Yeah. But there's a really huge game for us because we've been so much of the reasoning behind Real Madrid not calling up the Castilla players when we needed them was, oh, these guys are trying to get to Segunda where they need to keep their players and all that stuff. And a lot of that didn't make sense because like there were times where Castilla had like a week off and we could have really used one or two of those players and we still never didn't never gave them a chance. This is a lot, man. Like this is we've we've hyped up Castilla so much. You know, yeah. Raul a lot of pressure on his shoulders because, you know, he's trying to impress for it's kind of like a tryout for him, like all this whole stuff. This whole thing with Castilla, this this push to Segunda, it's a big game. A lot of pressure to come back. You're down. Yeah, to no, know. you've been you've been very big on on Castilla all, all season. Yeah, I've been a little bit more quiet on on Barça Athletic uh, on in Rafa Marquez's first season. I I truthfully didn't think that we were even gonna make the playoffs in the end, and we had a very good uh, second half of the season where this team really came together. And, you know, give credit where it's due. Rafa has done a good job and he's also had to deal with players coming and going and leaving for the under 19th, uh, under 19, um, the, uh, the, what's it called? The youth league. The, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and really turned the season around. And in the end, you know, we managed to get into the playoffs. And then when it was decided, like, however that draw was made, that it was decided that Barca was going to play Madrid. You know, I immediately thought of you, and I was like, shit, like, Kian must be licking his chops and loving this because he must be expecting Castilla just to have a have its way and, and this to be a cakewalk. So No, I, I definitely didn't expect that. I, I There is frustration with Castilla because there is talent there. And, of course, we're missing our, our best player, Sergio Arribas. He's injured. But... I think there's frustration the fact that Raul not necessarily getting his lineups correct. Um, and like there's also confusion as to why some of these like Iker Bravo was a big signing for Castilla. Remember that? From yeah. uh, Leverkusen? He yeah, Raul yeah, just yeah. does not play him. Like he does huh. not play. And everyone's like, Whoa, what what happened to him? Like this guy was supposed to be like an option possibly for the first team and mm-hmm. and so there's kind of confusion about that. And um we don't feel like Casillas necessarily the talent is being maximized. So, anyways, um, couple of Barca things that I just wanted yes. to before we get to part two for patrons. For sure. I think if you guys get Gundogan, that's an amazing signing. I think he answers a lot of questions, and and because we we've been we've been talking about Busquets too like who replaces him and it's a tough position to fill because Busquets obviously was such a generational player at that position you guys don't really have a an, an anchor like that in your squad right now so someone needs to be signed playing Frankie there is kind of like just playing him not in his best position uh I don't know if this is possible for you guys but you if you guys get the combination of Amrabat and Gundogan, which I don't know if it's necessarily possible. That's a home run for you guys because Amrabat is a is a good player as a defensive midfielder. He's a good passer. I do, but I don't I wouldn't trust him in every single game. But I would trust him as a squad player for that position. I think if you're relying on him to be like in like a Champions League knockout game as a starter, I think that's a little bit too optimistic. A little bit too much out of his pay grade. 
in part because while he's a good passer, I don't know if I trust him to in the build up structure that much under pressure. Although he was he was actually pretty good on under pressure in the World Cup. Yeah, Gundogan can play that role, and he can play it to a T. And I don't even know if that's necessarily Gundogan's best position because he can play in multiple different positions. But I think he's a combination of him and Amrabat would be a home run for you guys. Is that two out of the realm of possibility to get both? It's a good one. I, I never considered that, to be honest. It, it's always sort of been or, right? Um, it seemed that Amrabat, I mean, already last summer and then during the winter. And oh, Jesus, I really got to fix this camera sorry uh that he was trying to force this move to happen uh and and trying to you know pleading for uh Fiorentina to uh to consider it I mean and 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 I have to say as well at the time La Liga made it impossible for Barca to sign him so I always felt that you know he was kind of um on the top of the wish list of of Xavi to to join the squad and uh, kind of made my I mean, not my piece, but sort of assumed and accepted that he was going to be that guy that would eventually come once we would get the financial okay from from La Liga. Until in the name of Gundogan started to, uh, you know, circle, and it, for me that was like, well, I guess we're now moving on from Amrabat. I never considered that we could we could have both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, you also mentioning that Gundogan can play in different positions in the midfield, not necessarily just as the, the holding, you know, defensive mid is not something that I considered neither. I think it's interesting. Um, you know, I don't necessarily mind strengthening the midfield, even though right now it's a position, of course, that, that we are already quite deep in. I want to give continuity to the three, the, the young Pedri Gavi. So, um, we know that Xavi right now fancies the, the system as well, where we have, you know, the, let's say the, 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 the fake winger, if you will, like, I mean, a midfield of four. So, um, and Amrabat is younger as well, right? What is he like in his mid twenties? Whereas Gundogan, I think is, is already, uh, in, yeah. in his thirties or, or has hit the 30. So, uh, We'll see. I, 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 the papers are saying that Chabi has convinced Gundogan. At the same time, I'm reading in England that his move to Arsenal is, you know, pretty much a done deal. All that's needed is a signature. So I don't know how this thing is going to end. If you ask me, I think Gundogan will be the more natural fit. And, and just the better player, full stop. Like it's yeah, yeah, indisputable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Well, we got uh, another podcast to tackle, and uh, yeah. we got we're short for time. Diego, jump thanks. on over, folks. Yes, join us. patreoncom tacticas. It's three bucks. Just you know, you just toss it over instead of buying that bag of chips you were going to buy tonight, and uh, we'll see you there. A lot of a lot of great content. Peace. Peace out. Sports Social Podcast Network.